Welcome to The Anchor. Dylan Jennings here. We'll be talking about how the heat and stresses affect the molecular structure of steel or iron as you forge or hammer on steel. So the heat will either will grow and change the molecular structure of it, making it either bigger or smaller, resulting in either something really brittle like glass or something soft and malleable like wrought iron or something just right in the middle, right where you want it, where it's flexible, but it'll also it's also harder than steel in its natural state, which is what you want. So there's many ways you can do this. You can either guess by heat temperature and you can in the different colors you can have a pretty narrow range based on the exact color of it or you can test it and see you can get the same piece of steel little chunks of it heat it to different temperatures heat it and then break it and look at your grain structure which is what a lot of people do i've done it and it works pretty good but I find guessing and checking works almost just as good. And it takes less time and less fuel. And it just works better in my opinion. And when you hammer on it, that's also affecting the molecular structure. When you hammer on it, you're compacting it, making it tighter and tighter. Like if you look at a horseshoe, this is called the work hardness of it. When you first put a horseshoe on a horse, it's very soft and you can bend it and malleable. But if you... But right after you take it off the horse, you can break it like glass. That's called the work hardness. And if you put a file to it before and after, afterwards it's much harder from the horse walking on it and compacting the grain structure, making it tighter and harder. Um, Same thing happens with steel. If you hammer on one part more than another part, like quite often you'll hammer on the tip more than the tang. Generally the tip will be just a little bit harder than the tang. You can also do different things to get different results. So a lot of people will hammer out to spread it out or you'll hammer back in on itself to get to conserve, uh, conserve the mass of the blade. Um, Bending it puts a lot of stress on the outside arc. You can get micro fractures and when you quench it, There'll be tiny little cracks that you'll never see, but if you drop it, it'll snap or break into a billion pieces and shatter. It's not good. Um, you can also, quenching is the most important part of any blade. When you quench it, you're going from really hot, loose, grain structure to really tight and glassy grain structure and that's why it's so important now a lot of old-fashioned or traditional methods will quench in water or boiling water now this gets you a much harder blade but you also run the risk of cracking when you quench in water the cracking rate is about 60% when you quench in oil which has a much lower um, specific heat you get hardly any cracks ever you can also heat the oil which even lowers it even more or if you quench in ice water like I tried that the first time when I was first foraging in winter 
and my blade exploded. It snapped in the water bucket. It was... I'd never seen anything like that. It was crazy. But anyways, the uh, quench is so important. When... If you quench it too hot, you get cracks. If you quench it too cold, you don't harden it. It's still soft. You, it's pointless. You just basically should have just left it on the anvil but you also get warps if you have a different thickness in one part or it's thicker in one part or on a weld there's more wrought iron or low carbon steel in that spot you get warps because when it tightens it tightens at different rates and if it's shallower metal or less metal right there it won't shallow it'll just bend right there because it's only moving a little bit and the rest of the blade is just moving in a lot more or shrinking a lot more and you get bends and warps and crookeds and twists and they're almost impossible to get out you can requench you can grind it get it all flat and perfect and then requench again which is often a pretty good method um hammering when you plan to something it's getting it perfectly fat you'll generally use a ball peen hammer the flat side and kind of no wrist movement, just a round, soft, circular motion to get it nice and flat. Um, you can use the kind of rounded triangle part of a hammer to draw it out, make it longer or thin it in certain directions. You can make it crooked to get a good bend. A lot of smiths that are really good, won't when they're making a kukri, which has a severe down curve in it, won't have to bend it at all. They use their hammer strikes to thin out the metal and thicken it in certain places to get a perfect arc every time with no bending, which is really which is less stressful on the steel, which generally means you get less cracks, less warps, less bends, less twists, less bad stuff happening during the quench. I'm not that good, but I wish I was. Um, and that's all I have for today. Thank you. See you next time on The Anvil with your host, Dylan Jennings. Cheers.